G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our weekly episode. We've got a lot to cover today, Michael. It has been a big week in Eurovision and we're only in November. Absolutely, and some news out of Australia, of course. Yeah, well, let's get started straight there because we've got a lot to get through today. We had three artists announced during the week, Michael, and we're going to start by talking about Sheldon Riley. years old he's actually been on tv quite a lot over the years in australia and abroad on a few reality shows so he started in the x factor australia as part of a boy group actually you know when they kind of put them together oh okay yeah. and they made it all the way to the live shows i had no idea about this no idea of that one either. <laughs> and he finished ninth but he was better known for his appearance on the voice uh, where he finished in third place uh, great result. He was up against people like Bella Page, who was in Junior Eurovision, and Aiden as well, who came fourth that year. So he did very well there, came back for another year at that as an All-Stars, and also competed over at America's Got Talent, mm. um, making it through to the quarterfinals there, which is fantastic. COVID kind of got in the way. He's been releasing a lot of music over the last couple of years, so it's really starting to establish himself as a artist with his own original music. Now, fans were very excited about um, Sheldon coming on weren't they Michael they've been calling out for him for a number of years definitely someone that's been on the radar with a lot of Australian fans he's very well known for the visual aspect that he does with his performances as well which of course is gonna garner attention particularly when it comes to us a, a Eurovision style competition so I think a lot of fans happy to see this one he's an intriguing performer I'm really interested to see what he brings not only through the song but also with his visuals as well Totally agree on the visual part. That's a really big part of why fans love him. He also loves the competition as well. You know, he was speaking about, you know, a lot of them in their press stuff, they, they may not delve into Eurovision too much or not be really familiar with it. He's talking about watching it as a kid and Conchita winning it. Hmm. And it's really important. It's been on his radar. And he's really been engaged with AussieVision the last couple of months as well. So hmm. we weren't totally shocked when he was announced because he was very engaged with our social channels. Very much so. But um, I think he's something somebody to watch really really somebody to watch for this competition yeah really looking forward to see what he'll um, have for us now the next one michael who are they well we've got g nation out of Adelaide, the six-piece all-girl group. They've actually been around since 2017 and been releasing music since then, but have really came to the nation's attention during this season of The Voice, where they made the final, and mm. they've actually finished second. So uh, various ages, 
pretty young band, a lot of them starting from around about the age of 16 or so, very well known for their harmonies, but also for their choreography while they do their uh, performances. So look, I think they're going to be pretty energetic. I think we're going to have a pretty colourful presentation for these girls, and I'm pretty excited to see what they bring for this competition as well. Yeah, I mean, the biggest kind of ensemble we've had at Australia's size was six people taking part. Mm. Our first girl group, which is great. I love a good girl group. (laughs) Uh, And they had a lot of attention here during that voice um, season I kind of wasn't really watching it I remember just switching on just to check them out and they sounded great they did great choreography exactly what you said there the energy was with it as well so can't wait to see what um, happens there if you know if you get six um, people doing great harmonies that's going to work really well live absolutely and that will be the test for them I guess of course just making sure that those vocals blend etc but look they're going to be energetic they've got a good message about the whole girl power thing and everything like that Mm. so I'm excited to see what they're going to bring to this competition and good to see a all girl band out there exactly and you know they've been around for a couple of years they had songs before that as well some really good cracking songs and they're going to bring an audience I think to the show that may not have tuned in on the night so not only are they a great group but I think they're going to bring people to discover Eurovision a bit more in Australia that's what this show is all about indeed all right and the last and the third um, person was Andrew Lambrew now you see the change I feel in love again as time goes by the less I have to lose I'm finally free Subject is approaching the forest Why did it take so long for me to... Well, out of the three artists announced for Eurovision fans, probably the one that people were less familiar with, but my God, there's a lot of people out there who know him. He's 23 years old from Sydney. He's got one and a half million followers on various social media accounts. Instagram's like half a million. It's on TikTok. A lot. He's built up a massive online presence there and built his career from that social media side of things as well. He sounds good. He's been releasing original music that people are listening to, hundreds of thousands of streams on Spotify. And he does actually have some TV experience. He was on the X Factor as well, making it all the way through to the top 20 to judges' houses, but didn't get through at that point. But he was only 17 or so at at that stage, and I think he had a bit more development to do. But yeah, interesting one there. Um, Greek Cypriot background as well. He's familiar with Eurovision, watching it with his family. Um, That's really good to see that representation. And I think this is a really uh, interesting artist to throw into the mix. Definitely. Uh, We've seen with Blink and SBS, we do like to have a sort of emerging artist come through every year with Leah Nanos, for example, Jordan Ravi Mm, last year. mm. And it looks like we've continued that tradition here with Andrew. So look, interesting to see what he is pretty much on the start of his career so it can only be a good thing to get this kind of exposure i really like the tone of his voice actually you know he's done a lot of live covers on his youtube channel you can check out as well as his original music and i think there's a very nice modern contemporary sound of of what he's done so if you can bring something like that and he did say he's bringing euro pop and he mentioned something about he loves hearing songs in other languages maybe we'll throw a little greek in there an australian (laughs) song that would be awesome who knows it might just be like fuego or something in italian or spanish whatever it is. <laughs> Look, he's, I think he's a good addition to the lineup. Okay, so how are you feeling overall? We've had six artists, Mark. Are you feeling like we're building a good ensemble for Australia Decides? 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it's, um, you know, we've still got some more names to come. We've got a good mix of different genres and mix of different artists. It's all about the entertainment show, mm. and uh, that's what they're trying to bring. So let's have a big uh, variety of performers, and it looks like we're getting that. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what the, the next four will be. Who knows when we'll get them, maybe before the end of the year, maybe early next year, but uh, just great to have six already. Well, this morning, Michael, we did have the second quarter final of Estonia's Eastie Lau. Uh, it was 5.30 a.m. our time. We did have a 40th birthday we went to last mm. night uh, that went late in the evening. So I did manage to get up. You didn't quite manage to get up this morning for the show. No, but I did uh, catch all the little recaps there. Exactly. So, yeah, so they're a little bit dusty for it, but it was still a great show. Um, big thanks to Kyriakos and Laura covering it for Aussie Vision. But let's talk about who got through here, Michael. As last week, we'll start with the public votes. There was three that got through in the public and two with the Jury. The first one to get through was Trin Ya France with La Lulind. Newcomers uh, to East Lau. Um, what did you think of this song? Yeah, good. It's decent little uh, modern pop ballad. This one, I thought. Um, you know, it's it's good to see a, a duet. I have to say, I'm interested to see this live because even in the studio version, I was a little vocal mix can be a little messy there. So, look, I don't mind the song. I don't know if it blew my socks off or anything, but it, it's a decent little song there. Look, it ended the show, which I did think helped. Um, I actually wrote that that I thought their voices sounded good together. Mm. Oh, <laughs> oh well, look, we'll see when it comes to the we'll lives because they've mm-hmm. got they've got through there. Look, I, I really I enjoyed the song. Like when I watched, it, I was like, actually, I really quite like that there was a few songs in that kind of ilk and i felt like a couple of them were going to get through and this is one that did um good quality again didn't blow my socks off but i I still found it really enjoyable all right the next one to get through was helen with vata minu paul bit more upbeat what did you think of this yeah again i think we've got a nice solid upbeat electro pop song here i think there's some very interesting production elements from what we saw on that studio version the chorus is simple but it sticks and mm. i think that's what probably helped it get those votes i'm interested to see the live on this one and how it gets reproduced because i did feel some electronic manipulation of her voice at times oh interesting well it's mm. always hard to tell from just the videos and no live mm-hmm. performance but look it was fun. It was disco-y. Yeah. It was poppy. Um, it stuck out because you do get a lot of these songs so far in these quarterfinals that are that kind of mid-tempo, a little bit ballady, And so something that pops out a little bit, you notice. That's not too goes to the weird Eastie kind of loud stuff. So <laughs> this ticked every box. I didn't think it would get through, though. Yeah. Um, so it got in the top three public votes. So I was really pleased. It was probably my, like, yes, well done, Helen, for getting through. So nice little song. Yeah. I'm interested to see this one live. All right, and the third one to get through from the public vote was Andre Zevakin and Greta Paya with Miss Nudesub. Oh. 
Probably two of the biggest names in this lineup, quite popular, and they have been in Eastie Lau before. Um, what do you make of this? Well, the public were definitely going for the pop music this morning, weren't they? Look, another modern one. Uh, I really enjoy the studio version of this one. Uh, I, I like the stuff that Andre Zavikin does. So I'm interested again to see how this one blends in a live performance because it is a sort of mid to up tempo kind of track. So interesting to see what they'll do to garner attention with staging and so on. But for me, probably the strongest song I saw this morning. I was actually really interested in seeing this because I love these artists and I was really hopeful for what they could do. I was a little disappointed. Um, look, it's it's good quality. It's not bad. Really repetitive. It is quite repetitive. I will give it that. I think it helps in this kind of 10 video format, you know, because it's going to stick. It's well done. I, the chemistry between them seemed really good in the video. When it gets to the life, I feel like this is going to be a bit flat. So I thought they might have a song that could be a contender. I can't see that song being a contender. So, I mean, well done for getting through. But ultimately, yeah, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Well, we'll see what sort of concept they have live for that performance because I definitely, I kind of agree with you, it could fall into the background pretty uh, quickly. If well, it, yeah. is the concept going to be rewriting the song? Because <laughs> I don't know how they can change mm. that one up. All right, well, look, it wasn't just the public. So two acts got through from the jury, as mentioned. Um, we'll start with uh, Yurise with Pluck Sutta. <laughs> This is really interesting. Uh, high energy rap, the guys Finnish Estonian, uh, brought something a bit fresh and um, good to the show. What did you think of it? Yeah, something very different into the semi-finals here. So I enjoyed the judge, uh, the jury's uh, selection here. Good to hear some Estonian rap. Um, I think <laughs> it's got a stonking kind of chorus there as well to, to link the whole thing together. So I can see why the jury's put this one through. And I think, again, it adds to that diversity we're getting in the lineup. So, yeah, big thumbs up for this one. Yeah, normally when I say rap in a national final, and uh, it's like, oh, this is not going to be good. Mm. But I really enjoyed it. And I think a lot of people were pleasantly surprised about how much they enjoyed that this morning. It was straight into up towards my um, top three or four, I think it was. So I was very happy to see you get through. Plenty you can do with that staging as well, I think, for this song. So mm. it could be an eye catcher. Yeah, indeed. And the last one to get through was Kaya Lisa Kessler with Vikus. <laughs> Another newcomer, um, first time at Estilau and got through. What did you think of this? Nice piano ballad, this mm. one. Really, really nice. Um, you always seem to get one from Estonia, don't you, mm-hmm. woman with piano? Uh, so no surprise that the juries did put this one through. I actually really quite like this. Now, I thought it was it was up against another ballad, which I thought it outshone. Um, so look, I, I'm expecting a good live vocal and I'm expecting a good performance, this one. I actually kind of changed my mind on this on the second watch. I think this morning I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. And I did think I put it fifth. 
So I did want it to get through, but I probably thought there was another ballad we're going to talk about in a minute mm. that was better. But I was really impressed, actually, mm. on that second listen again today. Um, and I agree. I think this has got a lot of live potential. Really, really lovely song. Uh, I'm really happy it got through. So I, well done, I, I'm her. expecting good things from this one. Mm. All right. Well, look, the fandom were not happy with those five choices, Michael. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on two, they were not happy with. Mm. Now, it was mainly on Anne Marlin who didn't get through with that kind of like, uh, how would you describe that song? It's a sort of like little modern pop bop yep. type of thing. Um, look, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was great. I just thought it was fine. I think it's very much a studio song. It's not a competitive song. Mm-hmm. I don't think, it, I, I can't see that working. You're going to listen to that. Uh, look, I understand why the kids loved it, mm-hmm. but I just don't think it quite translated very well into the competition format. Yeah, fair enough. The one that was probably a little bit more, in my mind, controversial was Desiree not getting through with her power ballad, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, she has been in East Allow before. She'd come back very like, I'm going to write a Eurovision song. Here's my ballad. Here's everything. And and I thought it was really impactful. And that was my number one this morning. Oh, gosh. Um, so I probably actually think Kaya Lisa might be better now, second, <laughs> second view, but... I was really disappointed she didn't get through. I felt Desiree's song and production was probably a little more modern in its feel and vibe, mm. but it didn't have the rawness that Vicus had. Mm. And I think that rawness for the ballad is the one that got it over the line. It just felt a little more real, whereas, you know, Desiree's song was quite good, but it just felt it just maybe a little polished. And uh, it's, the one thing with this format is you don't get to see songs... Live, I think that song was written for a live performance, mm. not a video. And actually, maybe she spent a bit like more attention on that video. She might have got through, but because um, it wasn't a great video, but she didn't get the chance now. And I mean, there's a question mark on format, but at the same time, if you're not top three of the songs in a quarterfinal in Estonia, yeah. then you probably don't deserve to uh, go half, through first. Half the songs of, a, of every quarterfinal get through. So if you're not in the top half, I, you know. Yeah, no, fair Sorry. enough. Fair enough. And look, she did struggle live, I think, last time she was on SC Lau, so maybe it's for the best. Hmm. I guess the other one that really caught my attention was uh, Meister Jan. What did you think of that one, Dale? He was giving us our uh, Estonian oddness quota for the week. Yes, we get one every week. <laughs> I actually think this goes to the top of the list of the weirdest song of the year so far. <laughs> I don't know. He he was on Isia Astelau in 2016 with an amazing song, Weird But Good. This was just weird, but weird. Definitely on the avant-garde side. There was like a kind of Chinese influence to mm. the song. It was it's... odd. The lyrics are strange if you look at the translation. Oh, wow. It was just very strange. But, hey, it got us all talking this morning and it's got us talking now. Exactly. It wouldn't be Easty Lowell without these little nuggets in there, would it? Well, I guess that's art. Everyone's got an opinion on it. And, yeah, not many people had a positive one. I was not shocked to see that not get through. Well, during the week, we did have an artist announcement. So our third name heading off to Turin was announced. They're from Bulgaria and it's Intelligent Music Project. So 
we do have the title of the song they'll be singing in Turin. It'll be called Intention, and I believe the song will be released in early December somewhat. A little bit about Intelligent Music Project. They're a six-piece rock supergroup mm-hmm. fronted by Ronnie Ramiro from the famous band Rainbow, a legendary rocker. Other members we have there are Bisa Ivanov, Slavin Savchek, Ivo Stefanov, Dimitar Sirokov, and Stoyan Yanakulov. Now, he may be a familiar face, as he was already on the stage in 2007 and 2013 mm. as the drummer there. Now, the bands had an ever-changing lineup. They had been around for quite a few years, but we expect some quality, hard, hard rock from these guys. Dale, what did you think of the announcement of Intelligent Music Project? I feel very torn on this because, like, Intelligent Music Project will go down as one of the worst names for a group (laughs) in Eurovision. I mean, there's Circus Mercus and there's some (laughs) other ones we've had. But I was like, oh, okay, righto. Um, And, uh, look, I think... I think, yes, we're having rock back again, which I don't think is any big deal. Yes, there's going to be a bit of an increase of it, but we've kind of been lacking in rock for a long period of time in Eurovision. So I don't have a major issue with that. Um, th- I must say some of the stuff I've heard actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty melodic and progressive kind of rock, isn't it? If they get that right balance, because it is quite hard, um, but then if you get that melodic kind of part to it and they're seasoned professionals, it could be really good or could come across as like a whole bunch of aging rock dads on stage. So it could go either way. (laughs) Um, But I think it's bringing something different. I think it's a very different step for Bulgaria. I don't think it's been where they've been going for the last few years. So this is a step out of somewhere else. I know there's been a few changes over in the broadcaster there. So I guess we'll see how it turns out. I mean, I'm not super excited, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting high quality. These are high quality musicians. I'm expecting a very, very good song uh, and a pretty good visual performance. All up, a safe pair of hands here by the look of it for Bulgaria, I think. Oh, we'll see. Proof will be in the pudding. Yeah, but not uh, too shocked to see a rock song coming through so quickly. And they've kind of stamped their ground of having the rock song, which means others, I, mm. I feel like delegations, when you get further down the track, and like, oh, look, there's three rock songs, and we're choosing between a couple. Mm, exactly. Let's choose that other person or that other song, or maybe <laughs> public won't choose that song in the, uh, in yeah. the national selection. Well, they've got in nice and early the Bulgarians. And also during the week, we had the first 14 artists announced from Melody Festivalen by SVT. A lot of familiar names in there, Dale, so we run through a few of them there. Yes, please. It's very exciting. (laughs) I guess the biggest name of all coming through is the winner of 2019, which is John Ludwig. As we all know, got fifth in Tel Aviv. What do you think of him returning? I actually was genuinely shocked he's come back so soon. Mm. Saying that, look, he's, he's a good performer. It makes sense. I mean, Melody Festival in any way is just a great show. So it's not always always about going to Eurovision. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, he was involved before that. He's involved afterwards. He's a great performer. Let's see what um, he brings. Yeah, it's all about the domestic audience for him there, John, isn't it? So uh, one of the other names returning, Liamu, he's coming back for a third attempt. We all remember him. What do you think of him? Yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased to see him back, actually. Mm. That song he had with uh, Hannah Firm. Yes, um, Hold Me. Yep, with the washing line stuff going mm-hmm. on. I thought that was a great song. I think he's got a lot of potential. I think he could bring something very kind of young and fresh and contemporary. Yes, agree. Now, Faith Kakembo is coming back, her second appearance. Yep, uh, I think another very interesting artist. I thought she was a little hard done by possibly last time she was there. So interesting to see what she's going to bring. Mm-hmm. Linda Bentzing 
is back for her eighth Melody mm. Festival. I'm a bit of a legend. So good to see her back. Yeah, I, we love to see these Melfest legends come back. And isn't the song written by Thomas Gison as well? Yes, I think he's got a few horses in this first. Oh, he always does. But <laughs> I mean, it's great to see two legends team up together. So I wouldn't say contemporary and fresh is what we're probably expecting from that song. Yeah, probably right there. <laughs> One of the other returning artists, Omar Rudberg, a former member of F-O-N-O. He's coming back for his third time. I'm really pleased to see him coming back. Again, I think he... he he went out quite early last time, I think, didn't he? I believe so, yes. Yeah, I think he probably deserved a bit better. So I, I'd like to see him do well, get the right song. I think he's got a lot of potential. Always a popular guy. Uh, also returning for their third time there, Dale, is Clara Hamstrom. This will be her third in a row, 20, 21 and now 22. I have to say, she seems to be getting better and better with each occasion. So I'm excited to see what she brings. Yeah, I have to say her first year, this sounds awful, but... I just don't remember it. It's completely okay. forgettable. Last year, loved it. I was obsessed with that. That was amazing. So yeah, like if that trajectory keeps going up, she'll win the whole thing. <laughs> um, but it also takes out this whole, you know, um, myth that you can't do Melfest three years in a row. There's no official rule. Mm-hmm. She's doing it for the third year in a row. Uh, so we could just kill that <laughs> kind of myth forever. Yeah, I'm excited to see what she brings also. And the last one we'll mention here, Lisa Ajax will be performing a duo with Nielo. And this is her fourth time back to Melody Festival and always a big fan favourite, Lisa. What do you think of her returning? Yeah, she's a massive fan favourite. Uh, great to see her back. I can't say any of her songs have ever done anything for me. So, look, fourth time's a charm. Yeah, no, it's probably your favourite one from the selection. Who knows? Who knows? But I'm interested to say they've already released uh, a single previously in Sweden, which was very popular. So I expect some votes coming for them. Nice. And so that's 14. That's half the artists in a week. We have 28 all up. That's correct. We're expecting another 14 in the coming weeks. Okay, we had a whole bunch of national final news this week as well outside of Sweden, Estonia and Australia. Um, Slovenia, uh, EMA Fresh, mm-hmm. which is the the pre-selection for like young artists yep, coming through. Right, for the emerging artists in Slovenia. Mm-hmm. So they've announced the 24 acts taking part and it's the most convoluted process with daily jewels that start this week, which you can actually watch if you want to. They've designed a whole flow chart for you to be able to follow that process. Oh my gosh. If there needs to be a flowchart, I think your process is a little too complicated. Exactly. There's jewels and then there's a second round of the jewels and then there's a second stage and then at some point some people get through and then okay. get to perform in the national final. And then they will go through to the actual EMA. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's Slovenia. Um, talking about convoluted Romania. Very excited to have Selexia Nationala back. Yes. Their national final. Always something interesting out of Romania when they have a national final. Always a little bit of drama. <laughs> um, so 45 songs are going to be announced on December 23rd. Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that stage. <laughs> Those 45 will then go down to 20 via YouTube. They'll all be put on YouTube. People watch, people vote. 15 from the jury, 5 from the public go through on videos alone. Oh, okay. Then they go through to the first stage of the semifinal. That that was the first stage. The second stage of the semifinal is those 20 go down to 10 chosen by jury. Mm -hmm. And then they go through to the grand final in March. So from December to March, this is going. And those 10 are chosen by a public jury vote. Will the 20, was the semi-final, will that be televised? 
Or is the, it just like the juries will just pick? The ten. second stage will be a live performance. Okay. But yep. the, only juries will pick who goes through to the 10. Correct. Okay. Interesting. All right. We well, needed a flowchart for that one as yeah, well. Kind of. We're talking our <laughs> way through it right now. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. 45 Romanian songs is a lot. Yeah. This kind of was a bit like 2018. They had a lot. So mm. looking forward to ranking all those ones coming up. So it, look, it's interesting. I think there's a reason the jury gets so involved and they do this process because there's not often very low voting numbers in Romania. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it ha- it, there's been accusations in the past of people manipulating the vote from, you know, buy a few SIM cards and you're, you're almost home. But you're right. If you're not having big pool number of votes, then, you know, a small amount will, will alter, a, you know, a result. You need to have the jury involved mm-hmm. to an extent. And then finally, we have Norway, who is going to, who are going to announce their 21 competing artists and songs all at once. On January 10, which is a change. It's going back to how it used to be done. So all songs will come out at once. Oh, wow. But then we'll still have the four semifinals and then the second chance and then the grand final as well. Wow. So another little interesting change. 21 artists. So I'm assuming maybe there's a duo in there. Well, no, no, 21 like competing. So I'm guessing, don't quote me on this, four semifinals, I reckon four each. To make it 16, I think five will go th- directly through to the grand final like oh, they've done. Okay. The four winners plus the second chance, five and five is 10. For there the, we go. I think. I mean, right. we don't know, but I'm we'll just... to produce a flowchart on this one. That one as well. I oh, know. Like, God, can people just do a straightforward <laughs> national final this year? Everything is so over the top. Oh, that's good. Well, a little a subtle change there from Norway. Yeah, and it'll be nice to have all the songs out at once. I wonder if that will give any advantages or anything. Yeah, but I particularly guess particularly if you're not coming up for a month. Everyone's got a month to listen to your song and... Yeah, it's very odd. But I mean, uh, Eastie Lau used to do that. Mm-hmm. Three months out, they used to release them and then have everything afterwards. So I guess we'll see how it all pans out. But yeah. they're tweaking, they're changing. It's always worth trying to improve things, I guess. But maybe don't make it too convoluted. <laughs> well, it's always a good national final out of Norway. All right. Well, look, that's all the news for the week. Um, there's obviously a lot else going on. All the Junior Eurovision songs are finally in. Kazakhstan have got them. Go listen to them. They're cracking. We'll have our special on that in a couple of weeks' time. But other than that, we'll catch you next week. And who knows what's going to come because we didn't expect this much news this week. And we'll see how we go. Yeah, have a great week, guys. All right. Catch you later. 